the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Joining me now, Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Strategist with Briefing.com. It's the first stop I make every morning when I'm deciding what the stories and what the, the unfolding of Wall Street looks like. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? I'm doing well, Rob. Good to be back with you. I seem to be feeling market valuation is the big story right now on Wall Street. Maybe a side story is can our economy grow enough in the back half of the year like we did last year to support or build off that valuation? Am I in the right ballpark? Yeah, I think it you know, the valuation issue is kind of been just this overhanging issue for the market. You know, um it tends to come into focus uh around periods of, of volatility. Uh, and we have seen our our share of roller coaster action this year. The market overall hasn't gone very far, but there's been some decent, you know, swings up and down. And uh, and it's a, a, you know, in my mind, a legitimate fundamental uh, case to 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 basically explain why the market can't uh, necessarily break out to the upside here, because you already have the S&P 500 trading uh, at a high multiple. Uh, at the same time, earnings per share growth is decelerating, um, and so you have investors that are are basically taking a step back and they're not willing to pay up for every dollar of earnings as eagerly as they were uh, in years past. And uh, you know that's probably going to continue to be the case in my estimation uh, if we don't get uh, any pickup in earnings uh, in the in the latter half of the year, which should flow from you know a pickup in economic activity, as as you suggest, but Neither of those are looking like guarantees at this point. Hmm. Um, with that said, would you refer to this as a stock picker's market versus a market where indexes are in favor? Um, yeah, you know, I think it's probably for people that are, are looking to, you know, generate that uh, excess return, um, they will have to think more in terms of individual stock selection. Uh, the, you know, the, the passive approach through index investing uh, may generate a positive return, but, you know, we're looking for a pretty low single-digit return right now um, when we look at the fact that uh, S&P 500 earnings this year are only projected to be up a little less than 1%. So, um, so you're not apt to see a whole lot of price growth there in the S&P 500, and the total return may be, you know, will be a little bit better uh, when you factor for dividends. But, um, but by and large, um, you know, there's not a lot of uh, excitement in our estimation and built up around um, 
the prospects for index investing as they relate to the S&P 500 this year. What else have you worked on recently or, or are you currently working on that you think might be interesting for our listeners? Sometimes I kind of well, push this interview in similar yeah, methods. Well, I'm trying know, to break out of that. It, it's uh, along the same lines of what we've been talking about. The column I published okay. last week, you know, we've, we've had a lot of um, discussion, obviously, about Greece, you know, and what may or may not happen there and what it might or might not mean for, you know, global financial markets. But uh, I kind of, you know, divorced myself from that last week and targeted uh, the issue of of earnings growth. Um, it's kind of one of those things, even though, you know, when we get into these periods of volatility, you start hearing more about valuation and the fact that earnings aren't there. But it does tend to get pushed to the back burner every now and then, which is really interesting considering, you know, earnings are ultimately what drive this market or should drive this market. And, um, you know, what I did, I essentially uh, reviewed the first quarter earnings reporting period, which was better than expected. Um, and we saw some modest earnings growth there of about 3%. But interestingly, uh, all through that reporting period, you saw analysts continue to take down uh, their estimates for the second quarter, the third quarter, and the fourth quarter. Um, so it, it, it's a really peculiar situation here. Um, and the market, I think, uh, again, is having you know trouble trying to um, you know break out at these uh, to higher highs here, uh, knowing that uh, the earnings picture doesn't look all that exciting right now. And, um, and I think there's also a great deal of concern here just by uh, the fact that the market, um, you know, hasn't had any major setback uh, for many years now. And when you have a market trading at high valuations, I think that causes some pause for people that uh, are fearful that when you get a setback, it could be significant. Um, and um, and we just don't know, you know what the catalyst will be for that specifically, but it's just one more headwind right now that the U.S. market is is dealing with. How important are numbers like housing and autos? Do you pay a lot of attention to them? Because I'm a jobs guy. If jobs are good, I kind of figure auto and housing will take care of itself. And I'm not saying I cheat, but I kind of like – Rock, or paper, jobs always wins in my book. Right, and and those two uh, industries you talk about, uh, housing and, and autos, um, you know, are a huge source of jobs. Um, so, so you have to pay attention to uh, what's going on there in terms of uh, housing starts, um, which obviously we had a huge number here recently, um, and then uh, and then also in terms of you know auto sales and um, so. You know, um, Dr. Jeff Rosen, our chief economist, will, will tell you that you know housing is is certainly worth watching, but as far as the you know overall contribution to GDP growth, it's not as significant uh, specifically with the housing starts number. But of course, there's also the, you know that multiplier issue where you know yeah you build a house, someone goes in and they buy a house, well they have to do more than just open the door, right? They have to furnish the house. They have to maintain the house, things like that. So there's there's a greater uh, uh, residual spending effect that relates to housing. But the uh, starts number itself, residential construction, uh, and, and then the commissions that flow out of existing home sales combined don't, don't generate a whole lot of uh, uh, contribution to, to GDP growth. So probably from a purely economic standpoint, um, you know, uh, Jeff might 
suggest we don't put a whole lot of emphasis on it. Um, but it does, uh, in my mind, I think, um, create a lot of um, uh, issues surrounding investor sentiment uh, and consumer sentiment. You know, you want to see housing uh, go up, and you want to see auto sales continue to pick up, um, and, um, and so you do have to be mindful of what's going on there. But, but obviously, you're right. I mean, employment is the is the big thing, um, and it's not just tied into auto and housing. You know, there's obviously so many other sectors that are wrapped up in those employment numbers, and that's why this Friday's employment report is, is yet another um, important one to, to keep a close eye on and to watch the trends in terms of non-farm payrolls uh, and hourly earnings. 2016 is kind of around the corner. If we kind of believe that the stock market's a discounting mechanism, we should start thinking about it. Uh, you know, six months from now, it'll be, I think, December. I mean, the year's halfway over. So we might as well start thinking about 2016. Uh, as chief market strategist, are you at all concerned of it being a political year where Republicans and Democrats are going to be running for president? Well, um, it, it does become interesting from that standpoint. And, uh, and you know, the thing about you know, presidential campaigns is that there's a lot of promises made. Um, and so, um, you know, there's sort of this uh, halo effect surrounding the, the campaigning that uh, you're going to hear, you know, a lot of um, rhetoric that ties into the fact that things can be even better, you know, for the U.S. economy and that they should be even better for the U.S. economy. Um, and when you have an incumbent president, you know, that's been in office for two terms, um, you know, people, um, for whatever reasons, you know, they're forward to, to new change um, and think that, uh, if, you know, if they weren't happy under the prior administration, that better things could, could come ahead. Um, uh, so, um, so it does factor into things. I think it's still really tough to determine right now, though, um, obviously with all of these people throwing their hat into the ring right now and certainly on the Republican side uh, to, to get a, a good sense of, you know, what the, the real hard-hitting issues will be that could ultimately, you know, drive the market um, as we get closer to 2016 as in, and 2016 unfolds. And in my mind, though, I think, you know, what really will be the driver in 2016 is, is kind of what's been the driver or maybe the lack of a driver in 2015, and that's really what, what's going to happen with interest rates, you know, um, and, um, and how quickly the Fed might move and for what reasons it might move and what that might mean ultimately for, for earnings prospects. Um, that's, that's really going to be the, the, the key thing, and the, the presidential campaigning is um, obviously important from a national standpoint, political standpoint, but is not going to be the uh, end-all, be-all driver, I think, for, uh, for the stock market. I'm talking with Patrick O'Hare, Briefing.com's chief market strategist. We've got about a minute, minute and a half. Is there any final thoughts as we uh, close out this interview today? Well, you know, this is uh, shaping up to be a, a really important week. Uh, this month has some really important uh, uh, factors involved with it. Um, you, know, you have the IMF payment uh, from Greece, or, or we think the one might come on Friday. You have the employment report on Friday. You have an OPEC meeting. You have a G7 meeting, and then you have a Fed meeting that's right around the corner. Um, so in light of what we've talked about, about the, the swings and volatility we've seen so far this year, we could see some new swings here in the next coming weeks. Uh, and probably just need to take a step back and uh, let it all play out without trying to uh, uh, get over-involved at, at this juncture. Are you kind of implying a 
uh, uh, take a, take the summer off? Uh, I'm flying uh, right now. Take a few weeks off. <laughs> gotcha. And we'll see what happens from there. Thanks very much. It's Patrick O'Hare. You can find him online at briefing.com. It's briefing.com. With me, you can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. I have a big event coming up Thursday night in Burlingame. You can sign up for it at robblack.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.